News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. For more on this and indeed on all the other warnings that have come from the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council, we're joined by the chairperson of the IFAC, Sebastian Barnes. Sebastian, I'm sure you've just heard what myself and Shane were discussing there, that, that um, line that the, the Indo is leading with from the warning from the IFAC. Am I wrong? This strikes me as grossly unfair what's being done to young people. So I think from the council's perspective, it's not our job to decide you know, how the pension system is run, what the pension age is and this kind of thing. We just want people to understand the choices that they face. And the risk at the moment is the easy thing is to say, well, let's keep the pension age as it is. And everyone kind of seems to be OK with that. But we need to understand what the consequences of this are. Uh, and as you said, the consequences are really huge. Um, we've got two things going on. One is that people are living longer. But also we have this big baby boom retiring. and That means a lot more people are going to be reaching retirement age. You take those two things together and there's a massive cost to pay. So if you look between now and 2030, the cost of providing pensions probably go up by four to five billion over that whole period. It's a lot of extra money we have to find. Next year, it's about 500 million. And so we really need to be thinking about these choices because otherwise younger people, and it's not just the really young, it's people in their 40s, say maybe even to their 50s, are going to be facing much higher taxes. Now, that might be a choice people want to make, but they need to understand what the consequences are. I suspect that it isn't a choice that people want to make. I suspect people just haven't thought it through fully. Uh, Obviously, this is your pre-budget statement. Uh, We don't know yet exactly what will be in the budget, Sebastian, but in terms of of where the government look like they're going in terms of public sector pay, in terms of how they're dividing up, I suppose, what they're going to, I suppose, fund or or use their money for, are they getting it right in your view or, or are you concerned about, I suppose, how we're spending the money that we have to spend. So this is a very difficult budget for the government. We've got the highest inflation rate in a generation. We know there are these massive food and energy price increases that people are having to face. So it's a very difficult budget. Now, back in July, in the summer economic statement, the government set out a plan. Basically, they're more or less going to follow their 5% spending rule. It's a good way of anchoring the public finances. In the long run, they allowed some temporary deviation. Uh, We think that's a sensible strategy. And so now the main thing they need to do is to stick to that strategy. We think it strikes an appropriate balance between, on the one hand, creating enough resources to protect households, particularly the most vulnerable, uh, and on the other hand, not putting too much money into the economy uh, that would lead to higher inflation. Okay. The yesterday unions, of course, were offered a 6.5% increase in public sector pay. Is that the right figure? So obviously the exact number is, is a matter of discussion between the government and the unions. However, we think that it actually does strike a reasonable balance between, on the one hand, uh, reflecting the fact that inflation is higher, that the cost of living has gone up for public sector workers, but on the other hand, not putting too much money into the economy. And what it does do is it does create a, a bit more space for the government in the budget than if they'd had a higher number. So the real challenge is the government has set out an amount that it plans to spend. But actually, if it were to fully increase wages uh, or if it had fully increased wages, uh, pensions, welfare payments uh, in line with inflation uh, and also dealt with uh, a few other things they plan to do, that would be much more money. So it would cost about seven billion when they have about uh, five billion to spend. Uh, So actually, by having by not fully increasing uh, public sector wages in line with inflation, they have created more space for those more targeted supports. And, last, that really need it. and lastly, I know the IFSAC has, has, has concerns around our dependence on, on corporation tax, but, but is there anything we can do to become less dependent on it? I mean, a huge, a huge amount of money comes from about 10 companies uh, that comes into the Exchequer from about 10 companies in this country. What can they do to make themselves less dependent on it? 
I mean, you're right. We're incredibly vulnerable, and though it's sort of ten companies, usually in truth, it's actually much. It's it's a, it's like a handful of companies, and of course, you know, those companies can make less money. They could go elsewhere, so we have to be very careful about that. What we think is very important is to reduce our reliance on that money to fund day-to-day spending because we know that it could disappear fairly quickly. Um, I think a really good idea would be to save more of that money either in the rainy day fund or to set up a national pension reserve fund to help us with the problems we were talking about earlier. Both of those things would mean we're not locking that money into day-to-day spending. It would also take the money out of the economy, which might reduce some of the inflationary pressures. And w- uh, we and can't do it overnight, but we should start. And would increasing things like wealth taxes, property taxes, uh, inheritance taxes, would, would those things help? So I think it's obviously, it's obviously right that the government uh, should have a look at these things and, we're, and there's been a tax and welfare commission so we'll see what they, ha- we, what they have to say. But ultimately, many of these things aren't going to generate a huge amount of money. You know, the difficult choices are around pensions, PRSRI, uh, income tax, things like that. There's, there's no miracles in the public finances. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That's the chairperson of the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council, Sebastian Barnes. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.